Welcome to We Lead Radio. Your hosts are June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Reidenauer. This show is a conversation that will focus on reimagining leadership to meet the reality of 21st century business and life in organizations. The conversation is inspired by timeless, natural wisdom for how to lead through uncertainty. Now, here are the hosts of We Lead Radio. Welcome. I'm Morgan Reidenauer, and this is We Lead Radio. I'm back again with my brilliant co-host, June Gunter. Hello. Beth Hijack. Good morning, good day, good afternoon, everyone. And Christine Erickson. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about how the best teachers also make great leaders. And to get us started, June has a story for us. So June, take it away. So I was uh, recently reading a, a Harvard Business Review article, and the title of it was, The Best Leaders Are Great Teachers. And so what I started reflecting on was, if that's true, then what does it mean to be a great teacher? And as you know, this show is about understanding the wisdom that horses can offer us for how to lead through uncertainty. And I think they also offer us a great deal about learning how to mentor and grow the next generation of leaders. So I started reflecting on, um, I started reflecting on grace and it made me wish that I had written another chapter in the book that we recently published. And if, and if I had another chapter to write, it would be the education of grace and what I have been able to witness literally from my front porch and locations is how each member of her herd has created an opportunity for her to learn and, and learn their unique gifts and their unique perspectives on their strengths. And so from, from the day Grace was born, I watched Gianni immediately teach her unconditional love and and I watched Yanni teach Grace that she was safe with her and also with that safety came a responsibility that that Grace respect boundaries um, and I know a lot of horse people out there have worked with horses who don't have a respect of boundaries and and you all know that most of the time that happens because they were taken away from their moms too soon and they didn't learn the important lessons that, that really the mother teaches. Um, and Yanni also taught Grace leadership presence. This young little mare has a, a way about her that is regal. And uh, you can tell she's been learning leadership presence for her entire life. I also remember when we had to wean Yanni from Grace. And her herd member, Rocky, took over. And as we would walk Grace from her barn to her new pasture with her, her new pasture mate, Rocky, I, I watched him teach her independence and how to be confident in herself. And he would do it by creating progressive amounts of distance between he and she. It was really great to watch. Grace would get anxious at first, but each day 
Rocky would separate himself from her just a little bit more until she got to the point where she could be by herself independently and know that she was just fine. And I'm so grateful for her herd member, Harley, who she sees as her dad. Technically, okay, not true, but practically very true. And I have watched Grace run and throw her full body against Harley as if he were the proverbial punching bag. And she tests her physical limits and her strengths with him. And I will tell you that Harley has taught her how to thrive in battle. Um, I think about her herd mate, Hope. And Hope taught Grace how to earn the trust of the herd, how to really be an incredible sentinel. Galen taught Grace how to be friends, how to share space and time and enjoy the gift of each other's presence. And Lucky, who is her fiance, taught her how to accept leadership from other members of the herd and when it was important for to do that. And every member of this herd has given her something unique that has helped her grow as a leader. Um, and because of that, she's going to be an extraordinary leader. Oh, the story of Grace. <laughs> what you did not mention about Grace, June, that I think is very important for our listeners to know is that she is one of the most beautiful horses <laughs> I have ever seen. She, <laughs> and she knows that. <laughs> she is so pretty. Um, so in addition to her, well, perhaps it's also because of her regal attitude, her the regal feel she carries about her, but she is a truly lovely horse. You know, one of the things as I was listening to the story is that leading and, and learning is reciprocal. And everything that I've seen and been witness to what our herd has given grace as far as learning how to lead herself she has reciprocated back to them. Hmm. So she helped Rocky come in from being, you know, Rocky's kind of an outlier. Uh, he's our, our grandpa that kind of hangs on the periphery. But she needed him to come in, and she taught him, you know, also, to connect. Here, here's how we can connect in a different way. And hmm. with Galen, she helped him become more confident. And with Hope... You know, so there's all these different examples how it's not just one way. The the lessons are are mutual and how I've seen uh, them mentor each other. Uh, so age doesn't become a uh, limiting factor. Hmm. That's Beautiful. really true. I love that inclusivity piece um, that you started touching on, Beth. I think in, in today's world especially, I think great leaders and great teachers um, create those types of environments and they model it, uh, mm -hmm. environments that are truly inclusive and accessible in, in real ways and real measurable terms um, around the impact that that makes, as in this case on the herd, and it could be in, in the organizational environment on a team. It could be a, a community. Um, and something that you said, June, um, to accept the leadership, the acceptance of leadership. What a beautiful phrase. Mm. 
I mean, that conversation alone in today's world, whether that's a t teachers with students and vice versa, or, or leaders and their co-leaders um, or managers, uh, I just love that phrase, the acceptance of leadership. Mm. You know, as I wa have watched Yanni, um, we, we had another horse named Dream, and when these two herds came together, Yanni and, and Dream were both lead mares, and, and everyone assumed that that there would be this huge fight and and there wasn't dream immediately accepted yanni's leadership and grace watched that whole interchange play out and dream taught grace how to be second in command and understand what an important role that was in her development um, but she also learned she watched Yanni on many occasions receive leadership from Hope, receive leadership mm -hmm. from Lucky uh, because they were playing to their strengths. Mm -hmm. And it really is what shared leadership is about, that no one has to have the answers all the time. No one has to be out front all the time. And um, it's important to know not only that the leader will accept leadership, but also that they are willing to release it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. share it, and share it, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, yeah, I love that co the constant read that herds of horses do on the environment on themselves. I think too is so beautiful because it's a reminder that you know we we go into a position and we have a contract and we have a title and we have a job description. But the, the flexibility and agility for those things to change as needed, depending on which strengths are needed on which project or which program or which innovation, I think sometimes it, it's easy to lean in the thinking of that um, versus the implementation of that, because mm -hmm. it's hard to give those things up, um, th those roles that are either really comfortable or we're used to, or we think redefine us in a less than way, mm -hmm. really, we're, it's, it's in putting us in a position of power around our strengths for the best outcome for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that that isn't a stagnant role that it, it's ever changing depending on what's needed. You know, one of the things that I think really came through in that story and that I admire so much about horses and the way they teach and lead each other is, is everyone is involved in that. So Grace didn't just learn from, one horse she didn't just learn from her mother or the lead mare she mm -hmm. learned from everyone so she has that opportunity to learn from everyone's strengths which is amazing it truly makes her the best horse she can be and you know I know our guest will be thrilled to hear me say this that horses are not only a community of leaders they're a community of learners Yes. And, and that's what keeps them present to what's emerging and thriving because they are all committed to continuous growth. And you know what, Bug? If you uh, expand it out to a bigger, uh, for lack of a better word, bird's eye view, when... So we have dogs and we have cats and there's birds in the environment. And uh, 
the dogs and when we're in the pasture with us with the horses if the if grace looks the dogs look we all look we're all learning from each other how to be present with what's happening it's not it's not just a thing that is paying attention we're all paying it placing our attention we're all learning from each other which i think is an amazing um, opportunity for us to take back into our organizations yes well this has been a great starting conversation i'm so glad that you shared that story about grace she holds such a special place in my heart and it is time for break but when we come back we will be introducing you to our brilliant guests. Remember, you can always tweet us at We Lead Radio or email us at leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. We'd love to hear your input. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horses recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are tuned in to we lead radio tweet us at we lead radio to share your thoughts or questions or send an email to leadership confidence at teachinghorse.com again that's leadership confidence at teachinghorse.com now back to this week's show welcome back everyone it is my honor and privilege to introduce you to two extraordinary people today. I'm going to start with introducing Dr. Paula Berardinelli. And what I will tell you is that I recommend that you read her bio, and I'm going to speak about these ladies from a personal perspective. So I have been friends and colleagues with Paula Berardinelli for over 30 years. She and I have been fellow travelers on the path of being adult educators and uh, we were in graduate school together and what I will tell you is that 
any crazy idea I've had over the last 20 years, Paula will find out a way to measure it and, <laughs> and make it practical and useful and uh, demonstrable, I guess, if that's a word. Um, and, I, and I will say that um, for many of the, the work, much of the work that I've done, Paula has been a co-author uh, um, along the way, and most recently, she and I co-authored an article called uh, Working with Horses to Develop Shared Leadership Skills for Nursing Executives. And uh, what I will also tell you is that our most recent book would not have happened without Paula. She was our creative midwife. So um, that's my friend Paula. Now, what I'll also tell you about Paula is that Paula introduced me to Dr. Jane Vella, who you will also be meeting today. Uh, I met Jane at the end of my graduate school career, and even though I had almost finished my degree in adult education, before I met Jane, I didn't know anything about teaching and learning and the relationship between the teacher and the learner. Jane is a uh, founder of Global Learning Partners. She created a methodology called Dialogue Education and um, her, the book that really changed my life is called Learning to Listen, Learning to Teach. And hidden in those pages is a way to design learning. And though most people see this as a methodology for designing learning, it's so much more than that. What I really know about Jane Vella is that she has designed principles and practices that are designed to release us from the grip of patriarchal structures that disempower learners and that her goal is to create a community of learners of which the teacher is a part and she has systematically dismantled the wall between teachers and learners and for that, I am eternally grateful. So please welcome Dr. Paula Bardinelli and Dr. Jane Vella. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Now, Jane, I told you you couldn't cry. You have to I'm be on the I'm crying phone. here. <laughs> oh, wonderful, sweetheart. I love it. I love it. I love it. The wall is down. Oh, I love it. <laughs> A, a timely, a timely image, eh? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. You have always been ahead of your time and still are. Good morning, Miss Paula. Well, good morning, and thank you for uh, a, such a welcoming introduction. Uh, not only with uh, your stories of educating Grace, but uh, sharing uh, the practicality of uh, us being friends. So, thank you. My pleasure. So um, I know you're all aware of the, the conversation we're in this morning, and, and I would love to just jump right in and, and learn what thoughts would you have about offering leaders ways to become great teachers? You know, June, I, I have to work from my long, long experience, heavens, and recognize, as Paula and I looked at your wonderful question, I, I said immediately, uh, I have 
a response, and it is that the burden is on me as leader or teacher. I have discovered to be authentic, to be transparent when it's appropriate and far as it's appropriate, and especially to be myself. And I'm 87 years old now, as you know, and it's, uh, it's uh, quite a challenge to accept your acceptance point this morning in your introduction was so important that we accept our role and first we have to accept ourself and present that self because I've seen over the years that the modeling is where the leader and the teacher connection grows. It's intriguing. Absolutely. And that's what you and Beth do so beautifully. I'm so glad that there's a team of you because you're teaching about being a team. And the only way we can teach it is by doing it. Thank the you only for way noticing, Miss Jane. Is by doing it. Hello. <laughs> it's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. How about you, Miss Paula? Well, um, I I have three big buckets. I'll say that uh, I would want to invite leaders to step into and and explore around. And and the first bucket is to be an exquisite listener. Yes. That that as a teacher and a learner, we're listening for both the words and the music. You know, in this stage of digital, remote, distance, I I may see your name on a list, but I may not know your face. I may not be able to pick you out of a a crowd, and yet my role and your role are uh, deeply intertwined. And so with remote teams, I think we have to figure out how do we listen on new levels? And and I think that that's an area for exploration that we need to be in new conversations about because we have what's said or done, and we can compare them to results. And what I invite us to think about and how exquisite listening can help is how do we find that alignment and then notice where's the resistance and, and really in, in looking in that way. And part of that alignment also comes from, and, uh, you know, June, you, you have taught me this so well, is to shift from knowing things to noticing. And, yes. uh, in, yes. you know, in, in my work with you all, that, that, that is so profound because, you know, the, we've been raised as academics to be right. And now what will serve us in the 21st century is not being right. It's in noticing. It's being able to speak what we see and describe it in a way that invites others to be in the conversation with us. I love your alignment. Go ahead, Paula. It's so important. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and the third piece I wanted to say, and, and again, this introduction to being a leader in the 21st century, we're almost 20 years in. And I find for myself that I'm often in the conversation, is that a 20th century belief or a 21st century belief? <laughs> and what serves me now in the moment? And I think in the 21st century, what, what I'm learning, and I invite people to be in a conversation with me about, is that we lead from every seat. 
And there might have been some old models of hierarchy that said, you know, unless I'm the top leader and I have a really fancy title and name that goes with that, then everybody else will do and listen. And my experience, much like the work of interdependence, is this notion of shared leadership is we all get to be accountable. We're all a leader and we get to lead from every place. So that, that's, those are my invitations uh, for leaders who really want to take on uh, more of an active role of teaching. Beautiful. One of my favorite sayings from Jane. So um, I love the phrase, the dialogue is not between a teacher and a learner or a leader and her team. It's among learners of whom the teacher is one and among leaders of whom the leader is one. I love your phrase, from all seats. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful, Jane. (laughs) The other thing I want to say is that I love your phrase, June, about Paula always measuring, and she's got me doing it now. (laughs) And I realize that that alignment is visible. You know when it's visible? When people are laughing. Mm. No laughter, no learning. And how about this? No laughter, no leading. Amen, sister. Wow. It's a, a simple indicator. You know, I, I go to a dentist, and the dentist's office is just uh, uh, so appealing because people are talking to one another and laughing. I mean, staff, you know, people with drills. <laughs> and they make it, it, the joy in that office is palpable. Imagine. I said, there's leadership. There's teaching. Mm. <laughs> a dentist's That's- office. That's beautiful, Jane. So I'm curious, um, you speak often about learner as decision maker. Yes, so important. Say a little bit about that and how it needs to influence how we approach being teachers as leaders. Well, I think it's what Paul just said about all seats. I expect decisions to be made by by every in, from every seat because in every seat is what Carl Jung used Carl Jung used the term subject we are the subject of the of the sentence in our learning and he always said he, he, that when we use that word subject in this m- meaning with this meaning we got to capitalize the word even in our own mind. He said, because it's a sacred place. And you're going to get an idea from the the seat that is way on the side, way marginalized. But that idea is going to change the whole project. And you could miss that if we didn't see each person as subject with a capital S. Because we are decision makers. And I believe that's the link between shared leadership and being a community of learners. Absolutely, dear. And that's going back to your leading in in uncertainty. The uncertainty is a gift. Happily, there is no certainty. (laughs) 
Yes, ma'am. As Paula said, there isn't somebody at the top with the answer. Exactly. Say yay, everybody. And if you had the answer, I wouldn't listen to him. You know I wouldn't. (laughs) Well, Jane, as you know, I could listen to you all day, and we will rejoin you on your back porch right after this break. Wonderful. You can email us at leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll be back right after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions, or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everybody. We are back today with our special guests, and we are discussing how the best leaders are also the best teachers. And um, as human beings, we sh- one of the key ways that we share leadership is through conversation. So, Jane and Paula, I would love to hear from you. What conversations do you think that we can be in, in within organizations that would benefit from what we've been talking about today. What are some of those key conversations that need, need to be had in organizations? Paula? Yes, okay, well, thanks. Would you start, Me? honey? Sure, You're up. happy to. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so I think where I always like to begin, and again, my invitation is to start here, uh, mm-hmm. with the learner is 
is to ask them, you know, what do you need from me for your present learning in this project? Mm -hmm. And to ask an open question where they know they have my attention. And sometimes I've gotten a response from folks who were new to a task or an activity or really were lost in their own uncertainty. And they said, Paula, mm-hmm. I have no idea. If I knew what to do, why would I ask you? And I have to, mm-hmm. I have to you know, accept that. And, and so a frame that I have found useful, again, in situations where people don't know yet what they don't know and they're mm-hmm. searching is, is to ask them to break it down on three levels. Uh, of engagement. And so what is it that I can continue to do? I, I think uh, it's a fr- common framework, right? A facilitators use all the time, continue, start and stop. And so mm-hmm. as a leader and a teacher, I have to say, what can I continue to do to support your learning? Give me some feedback. What's working? I want to do more of that because I also mm-hmm. want to ask more of that from you. The next question I want to ask is, what can I start doing? What have you been waiting for that hasn't happened or something that you'd noticed and you might be reluctant to ask for what you need? So let me make that invitation open and visible. And then the third question is, what can I stop doing? What might be getting in the way? And I think what I encounter so often in my work in organizations is uh, people will be uh, at great expense in terms of time and money and resource uh, offered uh to be sent to training, and then they'll get a slew of email or text or phone calls, and they're constantly being pulled out of the learning experience. And mm-hmm. I say, well, wait a minute. That behavior is interruptive. Have you given uh, your boss or uh, your colleagues feedback around the significance of what you're doing? So right. I think for me, it's, it's, that's the conversation. So That's a beautiful offer, that framework. I love those questions. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Jane, what, what would you say? Is that, is that a common framework that you work with, both of you? I think some of the things that uh, I, I know that Jane has always uh, shared with me as a yeah. student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her phone went out. I'm going to uh, put her right on mine here because I know oh, Jane always talks about attention and yeah, how we need to pay Thank you so much, Paula. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm a 20th century century girl. (laughs) Well, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but here we are. You know, uh, the conversation, uh, the quality of the conversation Mm -hmm. is going back to seeing the learners, the, the team as subjects and decision makers one of the uh, fra- words that moves me is a word from Arthur Miller's beautiful play, uh, Death of a Salesman. And his wife, the salesman's wife, says, attention must be paid. And perhaps leaders and teachers can consider how do we pay attention to the students, to the team, to our colleagues, I use the example of uh, my time at uh, the university as a professor. I paid attention to the students, and they'd take me out to coffee, and I'd go, and we'd talk. I didn't pay attention to my colleagues. Mm -hmm. I never knocked on their door and said, tell me about your work here. Mm -hmm. And 
if I had done that, if I had paid attention, I think I'd still be at the university. (laughs) 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 So perhaps that's, that's what I'd like to offer is how think about today, how shall I pay attention to, and, and the word that, was it Morgan or someone used, very important word, inclusively, everybody, even that person on the margin or the person who's driving us nuts. Mm-hmm. How do yes. I pay attention today to the team? Beautiful. <laughs> Were you going to add something, Paula, or are you just being handed the phone? <laughs> I'm uh, just being handed the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so thank, thank you for those really clear examples. I, I love um, your framework, Paula and Jane. Thank you for those wonderful examples. I think that we can all relate to that in situations that we're either currently in or have been in. You know, what, what have we not noticed and what can we notice now? Um, and on, right. on those... Yes. And on those points, I'd like to open that up to my co-host if you have anything that you would like to share or add um, in this wonderful conversation. Go ahead, Morgan. You know, something that really strikes me is the the humility with which both of these yes. amazing teachers approach their craft. And I yes. think that as a lifelong student and as someone who loves to learn and I've had many teachers in my life that humility is so refreshing and approachable I think yes though it just adds such a warmth and and such an approachability truly to to you as a teacher and that's so important for me as a learner and something that I hope that I can carry into my work as a leader as well and I, if I may come in, this is Jane, mm-hmm. I learned that, guess from whom? From our friend Grace. The first mm-hmm. time I worked with the horses, and you and June, and you and Beth, June, remember? I was, oh. you gave us all the, the, the guidance on how to be safe in the corral and all, and I kept saying, sure, 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 oh, I can do that, I can do that. And then when I faced Grace, Thank God she was my horse to lead around the corral. I looked up at her. She was very tall (laughs) and very big. And I had to say to her as I stood there, I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. And I could see Grace relax. And Mm -hmm. happily, would you believe it, Beth, amazing lady that you are, sweetheart, Beth took a photograph of that moment and when you come to the back porch, or I can mail it to you, you can see that photograph. The very moment I said, I'm terrified. And when I said that, Grace said, what do you want to do? Let's go. We got stuff to do. Hmm. Grace. That's a powerful moment. Oh, it's, it's, I call it my moment of honesty. Yeah, oh. I think humility has a two-edged coin, is a two-edged coin. Honesty on one side, humility on the other. (laughs) Absolutely. She taught me that. Well, you know, Jane, and everyone here today is, as I'm listening to this conversation, this wonderful dialogue, um, and the beautiful compliment that Morgan gave you about uh, the invitation that you all extend out, 
going from lifelong learner to shifting to a place as leader, it's really giving me the gift to look to my fellow herd members, two-legged herd members, (laughs) about what it means to be a leader who is a learner and bringing that piece of humility and kindness to transition. Uh, It's not, uh, nothing's a constant, right? So we're always vacillating between leading and learning. Um, And stepping into that space of leading, the gift of being student of yours, Jane and Paula and Christine and Morgan and June, has made me want to lead. And I think that's a big thing to take back into our organizations is that when you give people that space, that container, they will want to step up in a different way that may not have initially come to them in a different environment without it. So I am very grateful. Because they've been listened to from their seat. Remember Paula's great line. That every seat, we lead from every seat. And when you listen to it, I just thought of a wonderful line, then you are heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got terrible. you, Jane. Oh, oh that's <laughs> terrible. My, my apologies. <laughs> 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 right on, Jane. Well, I was slow on the uptake on that one. Got it. <laughs> And Jane and Paula, you are members of our herd always. <laughs> Thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, what you said, Beth, too. They, um, the offer to lead as opposed to the obligation to lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. How and, do we make it an invitation? And leader as learner give such permission for collaborative growth and it takes pressure off leaders to believe that they have to be all knowing, all seeing in order to be chosen as a leader. And it's just not true. Yes. 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 And you know, we, we based on our, our culture is based on a a premise that is 4,000 years old of uh, um, the, the, the king, the queen, you know, the royalty, the church, the pope. We always had this, that kind of arrangement. And today that's not necessary. Look, we're on radio. (laughs) 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 Right on, Jane. We are indeed. We are indeed. Thank you for that timeless wisdom. (laughs) We do need to go to break. We will be back. Please join this conversation. It is a good one. We'll see you on the other side. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side-by-side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, 
direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions, or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We have been having a fantastic conversation with uh, Paula Berardinelli and Jane Vella. I'm sorry, I, I skipped for a minute because I'm so used to saying my very wonderful friends, Jane and Paula. Uh, I got a little formal. Uh, but we wanted to um, invite them back for some closing thoughts they would like to share with us based on the conversation we have been having about learners as leaders and everyone having a seat at the table together. So, Jane, Paula. Yes, uh, thanks, Beth. Uh, well, uh, one thought I'd like to leave leaders with, and we, uh, June started our conversation today really talking about accepting leadership. And because I really am the practical bring things to life uh, person, what that means for me is taking that accepting leadership and combining it with an invitation. Uh, and the way I do that is I actually ask people, how may I support you? And they may say, I don't need anything right now. They may say, I could use an explanation. And that practice for me as a teacher and a leader is to not jump in and steal someone's thunder or steal their learning, but to ask uh, gently, do you, would you value some, some contribution I have to make or not? So, uh, so I really respect this whole conversation you started us off with about accepting leadership, a double side of that responsibility. That's wonderful, Paul. That invitation is, is beautiful. And, and from my position, I, I, I see that the things I don't know, and the, I, I'm, I'm not a leader. I, I mean, I'm a leader 
but you wouldn't want me to be your boss. I can't balance my checkbook. I can't read the small print, and I don't want to. Uh, my, do dear I, friend Karen, my dear friend Karen Rideout said, I want to teach. I don't want to manage a company. Mm. And she was a brilliant leader in so many ways because she, she was, God bless her, all her life, authentic, and she was herself and honest. And, and so those elements of not being afraid to honor the things you don't know how to do. You wouldn't want me to plan your next trip. Uh-oh. Because I'd forget something. I'd leave something essential out. Yes, of course. And yet there are things, I strengths I do have. And I play to those strengths. And when I'm leading, I have to be very honest about what I don't do well. And I don't need to. There are folks. Hey, I got Paula. She'll manage. She'll manage all the details. <laughs> and you know what else, Jane? I know about you is when you do play to your strengths and you allow yourself to be open, you learn yes. new things that you didn't know that was a strength yes. of yours. To bring I'm forward. learning. Yes, indeed, I'm learning exactly, Beth. And how much and you I've know, learned I from have you to and tell you, you that's one of my favorite things about our ongoing adventures, Jane, is that yes. we are always learning. And and yes. now we're all learning physics. I mean there's <laughs> four or five little old she ladies came, sitting around with she came a young the door, woman she? learning about <laughs> physics. I mean, how fun is that? If that isn't a testament to leader as continuous learner, I don't know what is. <laughs> it and can you know happen. El- it can happen. You know what else? Uh it's that inclusivity piece that Christine mentioned. On that back porch, and this is a great thing for us to bring back to our organizations, is that we, we span all spectrums of age ranges and experiences. And we just keep informing each other and bringing out different things because of that. So I think yeah. that's a wonderful thing for our organizations to really dive deeper into instead of divide yeah. ourselves yeah. by. Yes. Yeah. I've been saying recently, this, this, these aren't the last years of my life. These are the best years of my life. Wow. Yay. So I would love for you two to stay on, on the line with us as we uh, continue to uh, share with each other what insights we are pulling from the lovely gifts that you've given us, Jane and Paula. Thank you. We will. Wonderful. So who would like to start? I really appreciated the the clarity um, in the, the frameworks that both of them brought, and particularly what Paula said in that second segment about um, those three things that she asks. How can I support? What can I stop doing? Um, because sometimes it's that little bit of shift into how to, to create the environments. You know, the last leader Jane mentioned who was authentic, honest her whole life, but wasn't a leader or didn't want to be. How do we, my curiosity is always, how do we create the environment to invite leaders like that to to the table? I think it's an important thing to start for all of us to practice and for organizations and leaders within to start examining those questions and seeing what happens and not staying stuck in the 20th century, but hey, let's let's move forward. Mm -hmm. And let's think about what each other's strengths are 
and how we can leverage them so that no one has to carry a weight that's not theirs to carry. Mm-hmm. Excellent, John. And, uh, you know, the other piece that I just mentioned with James, like what other strengths will we discover about ourselves when we're all in sharing leadership and a seat at the table with each other? Hmm. Something, I don't know why this comes to mind, but as you say that, it's almost like the humanization of leadership, you know? Yes. You got a big thumb, <laughs> thumbs up from the back porch there, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so much pain. And I think that need to or the pressure to feel right and knowing as, we, as, we, as we've discussed. And how do we release that pressure? You know, how do we do what the horses do? Move away from that pressure and into something, some greater possibility. Hmm. I think it's a, a wonderful idea. How about you, Morgan? What are your what, what's what are you taking away? You know, I'm really listening to to Jane talk about the importance of knowing yourself and and being okay with places that are not your strength or that you don't want to involve yourself in. Mm-hmm. And then again, the importance of collaboration and having a herd that can fill those gaps. So you don't have to do it all because Jane has Paula to help her and all of us and we have each other. So I think that's so important. Know yourself, know your strengths, find people to be on your team who can round that out. I think that's yeah. a beautiful. How about for you, Jim? You know, I am just deeply appreciative to have these two ladies in this conversation with you and, um, The thinking behind the thinking is what is so important to me that by changing the nature of the relationship between teachers and learners and between leaders and learners begins to systematically break down our attachment to hierarchies that no longer keep us from, that no longer help us achieve success in navigating through complexity and uncertainty. Those models of leadership are done. And if we can shift how people learn, we can shift how people lead. Mm. Yeah. June, the wow. title of your next book is Learning to Listen, Learning to Lead. Uh-oh. Yes, ma'am, I hear you. what an amazing show it has been I wish we could keep going we can keep going if you guys are beloved listeners tweet us email us get in contact we'd love to hear from you and we'll be back next week thank you so much Jane and Paula thank you all thank you for listening to We Lead Radio be sure to join your hosts June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Ridenauer next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. And we'll see you on this same path next week. <laughs>